0: I'm Mo Mandel, and the last thing I prayed for was uh, no one to die at my wedding. It was in the middle of COVID, and I was like, that's not going to be, be a fun memory. And they didn't. So thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
2: Hi there, we're JC and Jess, and this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism and other religions when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Mo Mandel. Um,
3: Hey guys, we're JC and Jessica and this is Pray For Us. Yay. A podcast about practicing an ancient religion. Okay, you know what? That's fine. We're talking about how we observe Judaism and other religions when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, everything in between. Today, we're talking to Mo Mandel. Mo is a comedian and co-host of the podcast Jews Control the Media Sam, another Jewish podcast. We love to see it. Welcome to the yeah, podcast, we Mo. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I wanted to hear you go through the whole spiel that you had memorized and I, and I just, after the first sometimes, line. Sometimes
3: too much coffee. I can't speak properly. It's yeah. 4.30. Let it go.
0: Well, I was impressed that you had a written out. You know, you had a direction that you were going to take it with in the intro. You know, Thank that you was impressive. So we only say it every
3: episode. That's but, already
0: more yeah. effort. than <laughs> Yeah that's already more effort than we put into our podcast thank
2: you so much Congrats. i will say you guys have an amazing name Jews control the media because it's one true two rolls yeah. off the tongue so nicely and three it really makes you think
0: it really does and what i am blown away by is so we i uh, came up with that name i was like all right this will get everyone's attention i love it Jews <laughs> control the media you know it's kind of the whole podcast is in response to like you know, this summer with all the anti-Semitism and, you know, well, I don't even the know.
2: This yeah. summer. The last this you know, 500 you know, years.
0: This, this 5,000 years. Yeah, you know, this past 5,000 years. But what I can't believe is I was able to get the website <laughs> JewsControlTheMedia.com for 99 no cents. No one else wanted
2: it? None of the Nazis wanted it?
0: How is that possible? How is QAnon and all
3: these groups? How did no one it's think It's honestly a relief. That? I love to hear that you bought that for 99 cents. <laughs>
0: Oh, I've got it. It is mine. Yeah. Jews, we officially control the media and we control that little (laughs) aspect of the media.
3: I also praise you for having Jew in the title of your podcast. I feel like we kind of tinkered with that and we were like Mm -hmm. a little apprehensive, like just in case, you know, they come for us. So that's
2: very brand as Christian. You guys were.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's very smart. You guys don't really specify who you're playing to.
2: Just general, Fred. We're open.
0: Well, you're probably smart to do that because some of our videos, we've been a little aggressive going at anti-Semites. Like, we did one video where we are reacting to a Farrakhan speech where he talks about Yes, I watched that. And while I think it's very funny, boy, do the Farrakhan community not find it funny. I mean, the amount of hate mail and hate comments that I had to block on YouTube were quite staggering i mean it was truly unbelievable how many just like vicious comments. i was scared
2: reading the comments
0: i was terrified yeah and I, I blocked all the really bad ones wow. so you wouldn't even see the ones that are everyone
2: like everyone go watch it
3: are, are people attacking <laughs> you personally or more of like the concept all Jews <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> the concept. So just all of us. Great.
0: But this is what's like truly amazing. I can actually read these to you right now. Please so this do. Is like, <laughs> okay. So this is we got tons of like just hatred, hatred, hatred. But one that was pretty amazing was one guy did five comments in a row, and through the course of the comments, like they were one day after another, he started becoming a fan, <laughs> which is incredible. What? so check this out this is true i'll just read them off my computer so the first one was all you fucking uh the f word for uh you know can do is try and socially shame the truth you fuckers so that's comment one right pretty intense <laughs> a day later that's a nice studio are you just starting out <laughs> so there you go it's like a little less aggressive but like still trying to be hate hate filled then a- another day later you clearly see that people get taken down for putting Jews' control to media. We live in a world, so he's now he's a little more general with his hatred. <laughs> then we get to his fourth comment. He says, your show is fucking funny, but you need to understand that elite Jews are running society. And then we get to his fifth comment a day later, I hate it on you because I hate the Zionist Jews, but your show is actually hilarious. going to do big things. Just please expose the truth. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> How did that happen? Like, we never responded. He was just going through like a, he was having an existential crisis back in his little hate lair.
3: This is great, though.
2: Like, one step at a time. You can turn them all. Yeah, maybe you guys can end anti-Semitism single-handedly, double-handedly, because yeah. there's two of you.
0: Well, I mean, I actually, I posted a black square on my Instagram this summer, so I technically ended racism. So if I could, you
3: Thank know. you for your service.
0: Well, I did it for you. <laughs>
3: I'm like, I actually like, was one of those people who posted it and then like immediately deleted it. I just like didn't know what to do.
0: That was such a funny experience, too, because like, I posted a black square, and then like immediately you were like, people saying, stop posting black squares. It's, dis- it's distracting from the issue. You know what I mean? You'd put Black Lives Matter, and all of a sudden it was like, you're distracting. You know, take that tag off. And you're like, uh, how, do I, how do I help? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I just tried to
3: help. I mean, it's better than some girls, specifically that I went to Jewish sleepaway camp with, who would still be posting, like, miscellaneous vacation pictures or, like, them in bikinis Mm -hmm. with the hashtag, like, justice for Breonna Taylor. And it's like,
2: babe, come on. I know someone who posted a, a, I think either a Black Square or something about Black Lives Matter to their grid and then voted for Trump. I was like, no, 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 no. You can't do both. (laughs) If you're going to vote for Trump, you need to be public about it. You can't say that you are against racism because you're like propping up the biggest racist and most hateful man in the world.
0: That would make sense to me. Yeah. It's hard to be like, I am, I am for the equal treatment of everybody and let's get this wannabe, uh dictator, fucking asshole back in office. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe she's just really cares about his financial policies. <laughs> you know? What do they <laughs> say? Like, look, I'm all for justice, but his tax reform bill you know, really wins me over.
2: Fiscally conservative, socially liberal. Is that the saying? That's
0: the yeah, saying. that's just saying like, I have relatives like that, but that's just sort of like saying, I am selfish. <laughs> so I really care more about money than how he, you guys are treated. I mean, that's basically... That's what that exactly. is. It's a, weird, uh, it's a weird platform to stand on. But
3: Where sure. are your relatives? Where are you from?
0: Um, they're uh, they're up in the sky operating one of the lasers. <laughs> <laughs> That's lighting fires.
3: Uh, no, my, my,
0: yeah, you know, you know how that goes. I'm sure you got a couple laser captains in your family as well.
3: <laughs> not mine, actually. We're uh, not smart enough, unfortunately. <laughs> oh
0: man, you got to You got to get to. You guys are just running the banks. This kind of small time stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. My family is. Um, my parents live in rural Northern California. They're both Jews from. New York, the Bronx, and Brooklyn, respectively. Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they moved out to San Francisco and then the middle of nowhere to raise their kids and be hippies and stuff, which they're still still rocking pretty hard. How does that make you feel? How (laughs) does that make you feel? (laughs) Do
2: do you wish (laughs) that your parents stayed in San Francisco or did you like your rural hippie
0: upbringing i like the way i grew up in the sense that like i grew up on a dirt road i was mm-hmm. creeks you know
3: this like this, a creek you know, I, Jew. With, like, I think you might be our first <laughs> yeah there's not a lot of creek jews out there <laughs> that's
0: that's actually i at my brother's uh wedding i was the best man and uh, it wasn't a lot of competition but <laughs> it was in a forest and i think that's my opening joke i was like the only time you usually see this many jews in the forest they're lost oh. and i think i somehow I may have segued <laughs> to some sort of a Holocaust <laughs> joke, which wasn't.
3: Did that go over? That's her mind. Oh, well, mind no, well, <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was heavily implied, But, you know, so I like the fact that I grew up there. But at the same time, I mean, it was it's kind of weird because like I hear you say Jewish summer camp. And I know to a to majority of Jews, it's just like every Jew goes to summer camp mm-hmm. or something like that. But I grew up. There was like no Jews in our town. You know, there was like maybe four families, although this is 100 percent true. In a town of 700 people, there were four Jewish families. The judge the doctor, the real estate agent, and my dad is psychiatrist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to your point, I mean, Jews yeah. control the media and a bunch of other stuff.
0: It almost seemed like there was like this town where they're like, all right, we need to import some people to run these positions. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all like big, black bearded, you know, curly haired like really Jewish looking guys, you know? So it was, uh, you know, it probably didn't help the stereotyping in that town.
3: <laughs> Did you go to public school?
0: Yeah, there was no option. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was public school, or I guess, like, if you were, like, a really fanatical Christian, there would be, like, some sort of really right-wing, like, you know, hardcore Christian sort of school somewhere buried yeah. in the mountains. But, like, there was definitely no uh, no private schools or anything like that. Did
2: you guys go to synagogue growing up?
0: Yeah, so, well, we basically had this thing where they're a bit—a town about an hour from us, they would let us rent their Catholic church— <laughs> For the high holidays. And so we would have to put, like, the, we could, and it was like real, like, they wouldn't let us take down the Jesus paintings, but we could cover them. So for high holidays, we would have, like, you know, you just sort of see, like, a cloth. But
3: Jesus was oh a my Jew. God, it was like shiver, but high holidays.
0: Jesus was a Jew. Yeah, I know you're right. I mean, maybe they should have just put, like, a little yarmulke decal. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the, the Jesus's early stuff. But then, when I was about in high school, I think they ended up buying an old church, and uh, so there is a shul there now. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So you were bar mitzvah then, right?
0: I was bar mitzvah, yeah, in a in a eucalyptus grove, redwood redwood tree, and eucalyptus grove, literally outside, and one of my mom's uh, Native American friends slash spiritual guide also joined the rabbi at one point to do like a Native American song. So it was a bar mitzvah, unlike. 99.9 percent of our mitzvahs i like that vibe it was great it was amazing it was amazing i'm sure i had a lot of jewish relatives from new york who were just like what the fuck is
3: this so did you have a theme or did that kind of like surpass
0: yeah the theme was what the fuck is it
3: the was bury my heart at wounded me yeah
0: exactly yeah.
3: it was an alamo theme
0: um, no we didn't have a theme on that i wish i did because i went to a member I had a cousin, I have a cousin from New York and I remember I went out to his bar mitzvah and he had like superhero theme and like, you know, there was like 10 foot tall superhero cutouts everywhere. And I remember my mom just being like, this is not
3: what, what you're going gonna- <laughs> to Lower your expectations. <laughs> I hate Relax. that my instinct is... To be like, who's your cousin when you say that you have a cousin in New York as if i fucking know your cousin? Yeah, you never
0: know. What is that called? Uh, Jewish geography? Yeah, Jewish geography. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not even, I didn't even come from a place where I get to even know cool little expressions like that. Jewish geography. Because that definitely didn't work wrong.
3: <laughs> well, I guess it did. you my cousin? You're... No. <laughs> 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 so safe to say you didn't grow up going to many other bar embalances.
0: Yeah, very few. There was uh, every now and then there'd be, you know, some, one of the one of the small Jewish families. But it still felt like an important part of our lives. You know, like um, my family, every Friday, if we were home, we would do the candles, you know, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like we would, you know, do all the stuff. Although it would have like a kind of a hippy dippy component to it, you know, I love. So that. we would light the candles and taking this. My mom would lead this part. You know, she still does this kind of stuff. She's probably doing this right now taking the light <laughs> energy and then send it to Africa or is this kind of like so it's very like new aging kind of stuff you know which is honestly how I like religion I like it when it's you know more Open to
2: interpretation
0: yeah inc- inclusive of yeah. Just general spirituality
2: I honestly feel like I'm from Arizona and I feel like a lot of Jews there are like that it's a lot of like hippy dippy Jews who are more like spiritually inclined and probably are like similar to your mom versus like someone who's from where jay-z's from on the east coast that's like you know like a stressed out anxious like new york jew who's like doesn't like the outdoors i wasn't
0: saying we're not stressed out and anxious <laughs> <laughs> that definitely was still a part of
2: it. you know what i mean
0: <laughs> just a real heat i guess yeah no there's definitely you know it's definitely true because when i i remember one time i got asked to do some big show at the comedy store that was like about like it was all for like the Jewish audience it was like a charity event for like one of the temples. And some of the, they had they had some other comics on there who were doing bits that I was like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Like they were doing like really specific jokes about like different customs in Judaism. And like, why do we do this with the lemon tree? And I was like, do we do that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always say to JC, I feel like an outsider in Judaism sometimes. Cause there's so much, I don't know like about like the specifics of, the religion, even like words to prayers. And she's like, I don't feel like an outsider. Do do you feel like an outsider or just feel like there's a range of Judaism?
0: It's interesting. I I think there were periods in my life when I definitely did. I mean, I think I just by nature feel like an outsider from everybody anyway, because I don't know if that's just my weird mind or just the way I grew up, which is kind of weird and doesn't really go into any real category, I feel like necessarily. But I would... Certainly feel like an outsider at certain points because there's a kind of, yeah, there's kind of like a Jewish, mostly East Coast culture mm-hmm. that is very synonymous with Jews of a certain socioeconomic class from the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. And while I grew up definitely like, you know, middle class or middle class, whatever, as far as you are when you're on a dirt road in the country, it definitely, it was a very different kind of upbringing. But at this point now, I don't really feel like an outsider because I feel like, I don't know, I sort of, I've gotten to know enough jewish people that i feel like there is generally a kind of language beneath it all that i very much speak yeah. and very much connect with right away if that yeah long, I can long-winded that. uninteresting answer answered what you asked. <laughs>
2: no i was <laughs> fully agreeing with everything that you said i thought that was very well said
0: my wife is from new jersey and she doesn't like the new agey stuff that's not her her vibe she's much more like east coast
2: how'd you guys meet stand up nice but she's a doctor yeah. correct
0: yeah how about that, huh? So
2: is she a stand-up just and a doctor? It. or
0: no, She just came no. to
2: see you do stand-up.
0: Yeah. No, I have out, outlawed her. Not that she listens to me anyway, but I have outlawed her from ever doing stand-up comedy. She's hysterical. <laughs> and I've seen this happen where people start dating people and then that person's like starts drifting into stand-up. And That's that is be. just like, oh, I, yeah, I don't want that. Even though she probably could do it better than me. She's very, very funny. She's a urologist. So she's, a, Damn, so she's a, she has a lot of shit to talk. about. You married Holy a Jewish shit,
2: doctor. Awesome. Your parents must be so happy or maybe they don't care. Oh, no, they are.
0: They are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think they're, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, they, they like her because, well, my dad's a psychiatrist and growing up, the joke's always been that he's a bullshit fake doctor, uh-huh. you know, cause it's like, you're a doctor, but you're not a doctor. So now that we have a real doctor in our family, <laughs> you know, I think it's a lot of fun for us to make that joke. And also my dad loves to kind of just be like. Oh, medical school. Let's talk about that all the time. <laughs> My wife's always like, does your dad like just love talking about being a doctor? <laughs> like, I think he's been waiting for somebody to talk to about it for 45 years.
2: And finally she came
3: around. Yeah. Was marrying someone Jewish like super important to you or it kind of just happened and it wasn't. And-
0: N- no, not at all. Actually. Like I've always, I've always like that idea of like having to marry a jewish person or if you're whatever having to marry a, that person like i've always really kind of just not like that concept and, and that's certainly never been told by my parents at all you know if they wanted us to marry a jew growing up w- raising us where they ra- r- you know, raised us was not the best idea <laughs> but we never had any of that my brother put some pressure on himself early on he's a little bit more like you know straight and narrow kind of guy and then i think he sort of works with that but yeah i hate that idea whole idea of like feeling like you have to end up with somebody i've loved people of different you know, everything. But for some reason, I did find myself over like the last like, you know, few years leading up to meeting my wife, I just sort of would connect with Jewish women more than not. And I didn't really know why. It certainly wasn't anything I was trying to do. But yeah, it, it ended up that way. And I think that's kind of kind of weird when I think about it. And I think of all the different types of women I've dated, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of funny that it just all ended up. Ah, the Jewish girl from New York, yeah, New Jersey. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of how it is. How I long
2: guess. have you guys been together? Three
0: and a half years. We got married in September.
2: Mazel. Thank so you me. guys
0: solid COVID way. Yeah.
2: Did you have to like scrap plans for a bigger wedding?
0: No, I mean, plenty of people didn't come because of COVID. I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, like most of her friends are like pregnant or have little kids and stuff, so they didn't want to fly from the East Coast. But we we got really lucky, like beyond lucky, because we were already our wedding was planned in um, outside of Portland, Oregon, up on this hill mm-hmm. in the sun, you know, outdoor wedding, and like Wait, we got in married the sun in it was, Portland. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so we got lucky that it didn't rain. I mean, I was like already terrified that was going to happen, and so we get married, it's perfect, and then like a day later, raging wildfires in the entire area, wow. of like the whole place we got married is just like smoke-filled. Holy and fuck. So, yeah, it could have been a real disaster. Worked out and nobody got sick, you know. That's good.
2: I mean, that's as, amazing. Praise be. As far be. as I know. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought that we would be like, how was the wedding good? No one got sick. Like, we would know, have never I thought know. that <laughs> that's like your first question.
3: No one
0: died. So it was good.
2: A plus. <laughs> <laughs> Success. Well,
0: that was like, I mean, her parents didn't even come. They were like really worried they, and they live in New Jersey. So mm-hmm. it was definitely like touch and go. But the problem is like, you mean once you st- you start giving this
2: money out these people are not down to give it back you know yeah the wedding industry is so shady
0: it's very sh- yeah it's very shady and they're like sure we could push it back to december you're like oh yeah great that'll i'm sure it'll be done by then <laughs> it's like none of that's gonna make a difference and if you look at it now i mean fuck when would it be not scared to have a wedding like, yeah maybe next summer maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I know you're strong anti-vaxxers, as I am. Of course. (laughs) Of course. No,
2: shoot it into my veins immediately. I want it so badly.
0: Yeah, my wife already has it. So I'm like nervous.
2: Can't you like hop on that
3: bandwagon like somehow?
0: I've been... I've been uh, going down on her every night since she got it. Actually, just trying. I think to, that
3: just, works. You, know, you should <laughs> be
0: good. Just trying, just trying to lap up a little, just at least one shot.
3: Pfizer or Moderna? Because I think it,
2: I think it depends.
0: Oh shit! I didn't look into that. Yeah. I don't, what do you got to do?
2: <laughs> I'm at the point where I would take Johnson and Johnson. Like I don't even care. That's not FDA approved yet. I'll just take it.
0: Well, since you're probably about what 26, I, mean, I hope you don't get it until August. You know, <laughs> no, I'm
2: 28. So I, I'm getting okay, up there. Okay. July. July. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: wow, You guys are youngsters. How, how old are you? I'm
3: 28 as well. Oh,
0: my goodness.
2: Yeah.
3: God. All your lives ahead of you. Like, like, yes and no. I mean, obviously we're very young, but I feel mm-hmm. like COVID for us in particular, like these are probably our last like two or three good years in terms of like. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of what? Just like, you know, our skin. Like? <laughs> The amount of calories we can burn, like the amount I'm going to be able to drink, like a lot of Uh, things like that. Well, you are in
0: LA, so you are technically 40.
2: Yeah, exactly. We've aged out of being relevant at this point.
0: Well, what is it? you know what really fucks you up is when you turn 35, because, you know, in TV, they only test basically 18 to 34. Yeah. So it's kind of weird when you age out of that. You're like, oh, no one gives a fuck what (laughs) I think
3: about. But I think like there, I mean, yes there are some exceptions for women who I feel like come to fame at like age like 39 and Mm -hmm. they have all these kind of iconic roles. Like if you're like a constant Zimmer or someone that kind of just like plays a network executive all the time or like, Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, we're pretty fucked is what what I'm (laughs) trying to say.
0: Well, what has it been like? I mean, I feel, who I feel really bad for is like say women who are maybe 35. Yeah. Starting last year. And they're like, okay, I got to get on this now. Like when you feel like you're running out of time, and then all of a sudden you got to sit out basically a mm-hmm. year dating. I think that's got to be
2: weird. Yeah. Well, I think it sucks if your biological clock is ticking. I mean, everyone's is technically, but like if you're in that age where you're like, for example, I know someone who was orthodox and was like waited is saving themselves or was saving themselves for marriage. Ooh and. What? They, like, wanted to...
1: let's hear
0: about (laughs) about a (laughs) post-what?
2: And, well, they ended up getting married, but there was, like, this big conversation about, do we wait to have the wedding? Because, like, we need to have the wedding ASAP so that we can have sex in the eyes of God so that we can, like... Because I'm not going to be able to have a baby maybe next year. So they ended up, I think, having, like, a small wedding, and then... I don't know if the woman's pregnant or not, but that's like really fucking stressful. They had a
0: wedding like <sighs> right in front of the bedroom. They're like, look, we just gotta Quickly. get in there. We just gotta get this happening now. That's, you always know. Like, I remember sometimes I would do like, when I used to do a lot of the stand up shows at colleges, I'd go down to like, you know, Arkansas and I, the kid who was like walking around, he's like, oh, yeah, this is my wife. I'm like, oh, okay. So you guys are Christian. You want to fuck? <laughs> I get it. Like, that's why you're married at 19.
3: I just find it like, obviously, I don't want to get too god deep right now cuz everyone knows that I don't really believe in god. I don't know what you believe in. but um <laughs> everyone listens ta- to this podcast.
0: talking about yeah. <laughs> the real shun.
3: Yeah, I just feel like god didn't prepare us for a Pandemic, so like if he or she is real, like there should be a separate book for this occasion. Is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I think there was. Yeah, I could see that
3: there was a pandemic. Wasn't it
0: like a pestilence or something? Yeah, one of them. Locusts? There was a flood.
2: Yeah. Well, there were locusts. That was like the ten plagues. Yeah. That's basically yeah, the same. Yeah, I guess. Right. That was nothing compared to COVID. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were there. You know what it's
2: all about. <laughs> Do you feel mm-hmm. like have you been like super anxious throughout this time? About, like more anxious, you think, than other people? Or are you pretty calm and even killed?
0: I've never come or even killed ever. So uh, (laughs) that has not changed. Um, You know, it's been weird for me because like mostly what I'll do pre-COVID is just sit home and try to write like a screenplay or something all day Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever I'm working on, I'm happy to sit home and write all day. Mm -hmm. But then usually get to go out and do stand-up at night. Mm -hmm. And whether it's doing anything for your career or not, or you're just socializing with people, you're just out, you're reaffirming that you're funny. You know, you're kind of like, Just sort of it's so cathartic, but to not have that now, it's very weird because I feel like my wife goes to work. I sit at home just trying to fucking be productive and then she just comes home Mm -hmm. and then I'm still home and then we do that tomorrow. You know, so it is it's definitely in an identity wise kind of weird. You know, yeah, it, like it. It makes you feel pretty isolated.
3: When was the last time you did a show, though? Are you have you been on the road? So I just, yeah. I
0: just got back today. I was doing stand up in the Mall of America, right, but before stand-up. that, yeah, before that, it's been like I don't know, four months, and I hadn't done like an hour since
3: March. Did you feel rusty, or did it feel great? A little bit of both. I mean, I, I wasn't
0: as rusty as I thought I would be, but then like the show, like there was one show that wasn't very easy, and then I was like, oh yeah, like. Like you cruise with a good crowd. Right. But as soon as mm-hmm. you got to like stick and weave a little bit, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I don't remember my heckler. lines. <laughs> <laughs> like, not that I have, not that I have go to heckler lines, but I'm like, you know, that, that to me is like the muscle that gets dulled the most. Mm-hmm. is like the, the, the kind of improv kind of stuff. So totally, but it was just as amazingly mediocre as it usually is. That's so great. Proud of myself. <laughs> the most
3: you can ask for <laughs> yeah.
2: What was it? I
0: saw, I saw the same amount of laughs and yawns as usual. That's
2: <laughs> so you still got it then. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like all outdoors? Are people like wearing masks? Or are they six feet apart? Like, what's the situation? Oh, no, they're not outdoors in
0: Minnesota. I mean, this was like the malls were packed. Oh, no, it was packed. I mean, people were people were like out and about. We we're all wearing masks and stuff. Okay, um, It felt safe, though, inside the club. I mean, like people are sitting six to eight feet apart. I think it feels safer as a comedian than I would feel as an audience. Member, of course. We're away, oh, right. You know. But it seemed pretty safe to the crowd, too. It seemed like they, I mean, the club, I've done a few clubs during COVID, and they all have taken it very seriously. They're cleaning everything down. Okay. And people wear masks and, you know. There also are far like less
3: cases in the middle of the country. And
2: there are fewer people. Yeah.
0: Right, 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 right. And, and they're and they're huskier so they can really fight it <laughs> off.
2: You know? They're hard oh, it's kind of
0: the opposite. It's kind of the opposite. With COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but this club was like very clean. Like I, I felt like I didn't feel nervous about it at all. And also flying is like everyone says it's so dangerous and everything you got on the flight. Now, I've had my own row every flight I've taken since this has started. Like, there's just nobody on these planes.
3: I had right? a general meeting with um, with someone the other day and I was talking about it was my last day. That
0: is the humblest <laughs> brag I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, home. Sorry.
3: Um, <laughs> I had
0: a general meeting with, let's say, the guy at
3: Starbucks. I <laughs> literally might as well have been someone from Starbucks. Um, but I was talking about how I was in St. Louis. and I was flying back to L.A. the next day. And she was like, really, I don't think flying is safe at all right now. Like, that's just what she said to me. <laughs> and I was like, this is so awkward because I don't want to like, put you down during our meeting. But like, have your opinions. But I genuinely fully agree with you. I've had my own row like three out of four times I've flown. No one is there. Everyone is wearing two masks. The flight attendants yeah. are like very diligent. Um, I feel safer on an airplane than I do in Gelson's
0: 100%. I mean... Yeah, hundred percent. Grocery stores are more dangerous, I think. Yes, but it's also funny that like people are so illogical. You know, like we went up to my family's place for Thanksgiving, and they wouldn't let me and my wife stay in their house, and we had to stay in a hotel, and we had to, we all had to eat outside, and I couldn't touch my nephew; who's was like two years old, and mm. and yet my brother's wife's sister is playing with my nephew and all around there, and she's like dating my friend Mario, who works in a warehouse. <laughs> <So I'm>, like... <laughs> Like I mean, like how is
3: that any
0: safer? shout out to Mario? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mario, laying it down. Uh, Amazon, warehouse, San Jose. And uh, but yeah, so it's just kind of like like, okay, cause we got off a plane, we're more dangerous than this.
2: I feel like everything yeah. is dangerous.
3: Yeah.
0: What people was I?
3: I was just gonna say, it's interesting to see like what people find acceptable and what Mm-hmm. They don't find acceptable because it often right. makes zero sense.
0: And, and basically, what I've kind of think is, you don't ever want to argue with somebody. Convince them to do something because right. if they do die, like who needs that? <laughs> you don't want my wife i'm like yeah it's like don't pressure your parents to come because if they die this is gonna be a real bummer (laughs) on our on our anniversary (laughs) for the rest of our lives
2: or if they come to the wedding and they are like super anxious and uncomfortable that's gonna kill the vibe my friend got married this summer and i was like look you do you like if you want to have your wedding don't let me stop you but i will not be in attendance because i'm gonna be freaking out the whole time and by the way, I'm the only Really? Oh
0: God. I see we had we had guests like that too. And I was like, I had a cousin of mine in coming he's the same age as you. i like, what are you guys scared of? You're so young. Like, what are the statistics of twenty seven year old healthy people dying from it? It's,
3: it's like already zero percent, but I just don't want to lose my yeah. well, I already had COVID in February, so I self thing. Well, I lost my smell and taste for four weeks, and like that's not a normal thing that happens. Yeah, that was typically. Suck. So I'm pretty sure, but yeah. that's what I'm scared of happening again because some people aren't recovering their senses. And then if I couldn't eat and enjoy it, like there's absolutely no point of living. What is there so. to live for? Yeah.
0: No, I just think it's funny though because. Like people like yourself who were like, you know, wouldn't show up at the wedding. And then I'd had like my cousin who's 75 out on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: like, what? Well, at that point you've lived. Like, That's what I think yeah. it is.
0: I think people are like, look, how many more good years do I have? I don't want to waste it.
3: Right. You know, My grandma okay. is like still going to the nail salon. She's like, listen, I'm, you know, 85. If I want to get my nails done and risk it all for a manicure, like I'm going to do it. Right. I'm like, all right, power to you yeah
0: did you explain to her that you're 85 like your nails are not <laughs> probably the biggest issue
2: <laughs> i have not elderly jewish women <laughs> love to have their nails done they have, all have like standing appointments to get their hair and nails done i have a theory about that what's your theory that's it that's it that was the theory.
0: <laughs> okay that they just like to get their nails done. i thought it was, it was another level okay that was it
2: that was the it's not i haven't thought it about it beyond that <laughs> Oh, okay oh okay you really science
0: broke, <laughs> really
1: broke <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like all of my aunts and my grandma's my bubby like would always have their nails perfect because it's like if your nails look good and your hair looks good it doesn't matter what you're wearing it doesn't matter how much weight you've gained it doesn't matter if you have wrinkles you know yeah. what i mean like there's something about it that makes you feel so like put together i'm sure you can relate to that mo
0: hundred percent yeah yeah it's I feel that way with my eyebrows if they're not really long and sort of like you know going over my eyes a little bit, they just don't feel sexy. My wife is like insanely addicted to uh shopping mm-hmm. and she, where we live now, I think that's like that's her her thing like that where like it's just like a warehouse it's just boxes coming in, boxes coming out, she just buys clothes online all day long. And they're just constantly tries them on and she ships them out and more come in. I mean, it's, it's truly, I've never seen anything like Where do it. you like must be skinny. Of shoes that's like a skinny girl uh, thing to do. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes. You said that. that's like a skinny thing to do? <laughs>
0: yeah. What is not skinny? Is this like pizzas just coming in like constantly? <laughs> well, like,
3: okay. So obviously I'm not fat, but I'm not skinny. I hate ordering clothes online because if they don't fit, I will like have a conniption and cry for like a week straight. So I think a medium-sized girl thing to do is, like, order purses or shoes Mm -hmm. um, or, like, skin products because Mm -hmm. the clothing thing during COVID is just, like, too upsetting.
0: So you're saying if the clothes came and they were too small, you're going to freak out? Absolutely,
2: yeah. Okay, I will say justice for skinny girls, Mm -hmm. not that I'm one of them, but... I think that you can that's also annoying. no but there are like some women who are like very petite and it's like you could still order something online and it couldn't fit you it would well that's what i was gonna price. say I, I mean like
1: a, there's
0: always a smaller size right i mean it doesn't really quite
2: i don't
0: look i've gained significant weight since covid has started and i'm Good like getting close to 40 thank you i feel great <laughs> about 40 it 40 pounds and <laughs> yeah, we closed four thousand. No, but I was just like the other day. I was like, "Fuck! Like this is not good. Like, I like this is not going to naturally go down." <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> what's what seems to be the problem? Like, what's your weakness? It's just
0: purely ice cream. Like, oh, and dessert. Damn. It's just it gets down at the end of the night because I don't drink. I've been sober for like six years. So at the end of the night, my wife will have a beer or two, and then I'm just like. Well, I should probably eat the pint of ice cream, I guess. (laughs) A whole pint. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way to even this out. Yeah. So it's just like bad. Like I just like I can't not have something like dessert at the other night. The other day we were—I uh, don't know how dirty we can get on this. Podcast, oh,
3: it doesn't matter. It. But, I say I'm like we were yeah.
0: having we were we were having relations the other day, and I was like, <laughs> just kind of looked down. I could just see
3: my stomach a little too much. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, this
2: is terrible. Like <laughs> oh was just like I have my stomach in my. <laughs> ugh,
0: it was, it was, it was I fucking get it. View of you, it was embarrassing.
2: If the worst thing that happens to you in quarantine or in 2020 through 2022. Is that you gain some <laughs> gain some weight from eating too much ice cream? That's not so bad. No, no, it's definitely it's,
0: it's not, it could be not worse. the worst thing That's happened this year, yeah.
2: But I can relate to that. I don't, I try not to eat dairy, but I do eat a lot of dairy free ice cream. They've really figured out how to make vegan ice cream, and it's so hard to resist, especially when you're like, well, what else? This is the highlight of my day and night.
0: Right, and especially when you someone then will point out that like it's really not any better for you than regular re- regular ice cream. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's actually worse for you.
0: Yeah, like I'll <laughs> eat those Beyond Burgers. Like I'm like
3: it's basically a salad, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, no, that is way more calories than a hamburger. Yeah,
3: not that's how I feel about like gluten free cupcakes. I'm like, oh, it doesn't have gluten, so it's like yeah. basically a health food, but know, it's actually much worse for you. Have you tried Yasso Pops, Mo? Because that could. That could solve your problem potentially. They're very good.
0: No, it does not sound good. Yasso pops.
3: <laughs> they're ice cream bars, but they're made with Greek yogurt. But they take, oh, but they good. taste like real ice cream. And you know, one bar is like a hundred calories. Just you know.
0: Well, amazing. I'm like so obsessive about. And I think this is my like y kind of whatever. But if I buy like a box of like ice cream sandwiches, right, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna have one tonight. And then as soon as I get home, like I gotta have one of them now. So I will have one now. <laughs> And then I'll have one for dessert. So I'll have one and then I'll have another one after dessert. I'm like, I'm right, to have one more. And so I'll have one more and then I'll be lying in bed and I'll be thinking there's one left in the box. And this will be like,
3: I can't leave one. Yeah.
0: And then, like literally I can't sleep. And I've, I've gotten out of bed before just angrily eaten the last of something just so I could like, Okay, it's done. I've hit rock bottom. And now I can go to bed <laughs> and wake like up tomorrow. It's the complete
3: opposite because I'm always like in the mentality of saving the best for last or like saving whatever I buy till like the very last second. So I'll buy like really good ice cream, but I'll be like, oh, I have to eat everything in my freezer before I get to the ice cream. So I'll. Oh, that's good. But no, that's not good because then I wind up like making chicken nuggets when like I didn't need to eat chicken nuggets just so I could be like, oh, I'm going to reward myself with this ice cream. Uh, oh, sci-fi. i was
0: here you're saying. Okay, gotcha. that is strange. Yeah.
3: That's you're just eating,
0: like, yeah. Yes, you're not just like, oh, you got to finish your vegetables. You're like, I got to finish my fridge. So. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> got to make room for like the new shiny thing. <laughs> I have like a fear of wasting food. <laughs> so even if I am not hungry for something, I feel like I need to eat this because I know it's going to go bad. And then I feel like I have like overindulged because I'm like afraid of like something getting moldy or like going bad. But I just think that's my anxiety.
0: I have that about I've always been afraid I'm going to be hungry so like if something comes I'm like I better eat all of this food now because (laughs) I don't know about a past life I was like in the Donner party or something but it's it's really kind of I really
2: think that's a Jewish thing of like fear of like not being close to a bathroom fear of running out of money or gas fear of an angry mob fear Yeah, (laughs) I mean the only time that I have to
3: use the bathroom is when I legitimately can't. Like the second I get into my car to go somewhere, that's when it happens. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I am glad about that. Me and my wife, we both have to pee like constantly, so that's at least good. I mean, we were in Hawaii recently for our late honeymoon, and there was probably about eight or nine different times for each of us where we're just peeing like behind a tree or something. (laughs)
1: Strong
0: (laughs) bladder.
2: Okay, I think the worst thing about one of the worst things about covid is that you can't use a public restroom at a restaurant or a coffee shop anymore so when you're if you have to go bad enough they'll let you just no really oh
0: really what do you how how have you done that? well
2: teach us your ways i mean it
3: only happened once when i was in new york um over thanksgiving i had to use bathroom really badly and i walked into a restaurant with my mask and i was like can i use your bathroom and they were like yes
0: oh well they but the, oh, okay i feel like you're lying i feel like it's not what you went in there and did i feel like you were just like
3: ah, no. <laughs> I, mean, I probably like did do that i'm just putting on a calm face right now to tell the story
0: because that doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> then that's not the rule if you just walk up and said,
3: you have that. to, You have to play it up a little bit. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I do have IBS. Like, if I don't go now, like, it's going to be a problem. Okay, okay. I, I do have put IBS. On, put on the Jeffy accent Oh, wait, but I'm that's
0: good. really intense. You're like, I need to take a shit in your bathroom. <laughs> like, if you go in with the IBS, like, well, I, that's I, I, really I actually asks only horrible.
3: But, like, you have to play it up. But the I have you. explosive diarrhea. Please let me in your bathroom. It's already off my leg. Please help me. <laughs>
2: Mo, I wanted to ask you really quickly. You talked about you and your wife, you said where we live now. Do you guys live in LA or did you recently move?
0: So we were doing a long distance relationship. I was living in LA and I met her in Portland when I was doing stand up uh, up here. Okay. And so we had been doing long distance the whole time. And then uh, COVID came and it was like, well, it's no point to be in LA. I'll just go up to Portland for the next couple of weeks while this continues and it's remained the same. So I've gone back to LA a few times, but for the most part, I've basically just been in Portland the whole time.
2: Gotcha. I love Portland. That's so cool. I've never been, but it yeah, seems nice. idyllic. I've been to that strip club where they It Seems the idyllic. Looking? Have you
0: not been paying attention to the news this summer? <laughs> Portland is not yeah, idyllic. What what are the coffee
2: shops about? and stuff.
0: Oh, the coffee shops, not the riots and the fires. Mo, and she's stuff. gonna okay.
2: edit this whole part out. She can't okay, even great. stand to be embarrassed. <laughs> I'll keep it. It flows nicely.
3: Yeah, the DC seems like it's been pretty good lately. <laughs>
2: i feel like portland compared to la though it seems like your quality of life is probably going to be a little better
0: you definitely have can afford i mean we don't we just rent but it's like i'm trying to get my wife to move to la and she wants to she's looking for a job down there mm-hmm. but like she always is like you know we could buy a nice house here in la we'll have to live in a storage unit
3: i mean the comedy scene it, in portland's good
0: it's good i mean like like since i've been up here obviously it's just been coveted so there's nothing but I kind of, like, you know, my stand-up is, like, not necessarily uh, aggressive, but it's very much not politically, cor- like, it doesn't live in that world, so I've noticed some of the local comedy stuff up here can be, like, very much, like, buying into the woke Kool-Aid mm-hmm. in a way that, like, I just didn't even know comedians, Dude. like, I just come from a place of, like, comedy is so, it's so com- contra- uh, confrontational, like, that's yeah. the point of comedy, mm-hmm. to like, breakthrough, like, Say that so, it's weird to me to see like comedians are like wanting to play by these rules. Seems just antithetical. I feel like a it. lot
3: of younger comedians are doing that now, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just like makes me sick to be honest.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I
0: know. okay. I did a show up here before COVID, and they were like, Just
2: so you know, our, our our
0: crowd is sort of like this. We're like, we just try to like have and I'm like, uh, What? Yeah, I've been doing this for like 18 years. Like, if I'm doing some <laughs> material that they don't like, I'll do other material. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's
3: fucking weird. That happened in Portland.
0: Yeah, so I've met some great comics there, and it is a good scene. It's just sort of like there's that that woke kind of culture is this is like the epicenter of it. Mm -hmm. So in that in that sense, I don't know if this is like the most ideal place for me comedically, but yeah, you know,
2: we can be like the alt comic there. I feel like
0: (laughs) you know what (laughs) alt comic is by being totally not (laughs) alt. (laughs) No, I feel like
2: you're alternative because you're like the outlier.
0: (laughs) Right. So maybe that could work in your favor. This, guy, this guy's so alt he's doing act outs <laughs> and uh he's like he's yelling at
2: us <laughs> he didn't vote for bernie
0: yeah i don't know i mean I, I like all that with comedy is just so weird because i don't know i hope they mellow out because it just seems like over the last couple of years you have to like take a side so much and you're like one or the other and it's just like exhausting mm-hmm. it's like comedians are by nature supposed to be kind of contrarians right right which means you have to kind of be in the middle on so you can comment on both sides you know Mm -hmm. But as soon as you don't have that ability you're kind of just having to be like a cheerleader for one side or the other and that's kind of boring Mm
3: -hmm. i mean i feel like every not every but a large amount of comedians that i follow on twitter who are like part of the la community are just like so outspoken about like the same politicians and the same stuff over and over again and it's like oh you're posing in your bernie underwear that's so sick like oh my god you fucking get
0: it (laughs) i think i saw somebody had a good thing where they're like no matter how much (laughs) no matter how much you hate trump you're still a shitty comedian
2: (laughs) (laughs) it won't help your brand i feel like it's great if you practice those values in your life but you don't necessarily need to like preach them to other people like no one's gonna see a woman in her bernie underwear and be like wow, that really made me think. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, Can we it's talk so, so about serving? that?
0: I want to get the the young female perspective on this.
2: What is like,
0: okay, there's such a thing on Instagram where it's like girl, female comedian in her underwear. Se- 99% the point of the thing is it's I'm sexy and I'm naked basically. And then here's like a half-assed little joke I made so I can justify it yeah. a joke. But it's kind of like, uh okay like i that- i don't
3: get it i'm not I, a fan don't of I don't think it's funny i think if you want to be a model or an asmr girl great
0: i <laughs> approve but there's plenty of very funny female comedians who do it I like know. it's definitely like it. it's to me as a guy who can't do it i think it's like you can do using it using steroids
3: it is it's like it definitely a way to boost your platform and to boost your following and then like the rest will come you know you
2: know what? I th- I think it's yeah. not even about that. I think it's about boosting your own ego and self-confidence because every like you get makes you feel better about yourself.
0: Sure. Because you're like, wow, sure. I
2: posted a half naked picture of myself and I like am, you know, wearing my Bernie underwear. I like told people to vote or told them that Black Lives Matter, like in the caption. So like I did good as well. I think that might be. How but what's strange
0: to me is it's like so many of the women I see do that are just Great-looking women with great bodies. So there isn't anything like.
2: But those women but are like insecure. Kind of, but there's no
0: common. There's like a Yeah, there's like a there's like a there's like a a pride. There's like a proud element to it. But it's like you're just good-looking, and you're showing yourself being good-looking.
2: But those like, people have weird. issues I too. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm jealous, though. <laughs> I know.
3: I think
2: that's the thing. It's like, do I genuinely I dislike that? Or the whole time. <laughs> once you lose this ice cream weight, it's yeah. over for all those bitches. It's over.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna start slaying.
2: we wanted to ask you you and your co-host jake Silverman refer to yourself as bagel boy chicks yeah can you explain what that <laughs> means <laughs> well do you know
0: what boy chick have you heard the term boy chick
2: i have i've I heard it but like i low-key don't really know what it
3: means
0: okay so boy chick is uh a yiddish word is it like
3: goyim for boys oh no because that's no no, no it's not
0: goyim at all yeah, you like misunderstand. Like the it. We're, are, we're, are Jews controlling media is... We're Jews. I, know, okay, I, that. Okay, I
1: Just to clarify, I don't know
0: if you thought this would be like a QAnon sort website. I didn't mean that word. Website. I was thinking of another
3: word. Oh my like, God, I hate myself.
0: <laughs> uh, no, so boy chick means like, like like growing up, my my dad would call us that when we were kids or even now it still calls boy chicks. It's just sort of like, like a, a term for like fellas or, you know. Oh, it's just kid, like a normal... Kid, kid, kids. Yeah it's, like a, yeah, it's just like a... yes. it's kids. like... It's like
3: kinderlocking, but like for older...
0: Yeah, I don't know what that means Me okay. like that.
3: <laughs> so you guys but, not watch watching exactly.
0: <laughs> all these cool podcasts? You know they always have like they have a name for their fans and a name for themselves. So we're just trying to manufacture.
3: We've been trying to do that too. We're like our little prayer books, our little like bible. And people are
0: like, no, we're not that. We're no, not. No,
3: it just doesn't work internet. at all.
0: Yeah, we haven't really. Uh, we haven't really either. Although I do a podcast I've been doing for years with my wife called The Full Release, and it's a sex and medicine show. And we tried and sort of succeeded in branding our audience the wet spots.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I love that.
0: It's sort of
2: taken off. When did that? So when did that start?
0: We started. We've been doing that for like three years.
2: Oh, my
3: God. That's awesome. That's awesome.
2: So you're like a a pro podcaster. That's like a great thing for you to have. I've never
0: made any (laughs) money doing it. So that's not
2: true. I think like 10 people have. So how do you make
3: money doing this?
0: (laughs) I don't fucking understand it. It's like I have a couple friends who have, you know, made millions doing it. And then no one else I know has not lost tons of money.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, I know you spoke to Jared Fried, and so did we, but we kind of asked him the same question and he just laughed and he was like, you know, and I'm, I was like, no, like, I don't know. Like
2: that's <laughs> tell us exactly how.
0: <laughs> no one will tell you there. They, if someone figured out a secret and, and they will not let you know, because I had the same thing. We had Aaron Berg on our podcast and he does a, a podcast called "Badass Jews. He's like, yeah, I mean, there definitely is a Jewish, you know, a Jewish podcast market out there. Jews listen to a lot of podcasts. You just got to find them. We're like, yeah, he like how. We're like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> point right. them in our direction. <laughs> right, they don't <laughs> all on so. together
3: and do like some massive like cross promo take over the world situation. Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's
0: it's tricky because like you know with podcasting, it's like you ha- you want to find something specific enough that there's a reason people are listening to it,
3: mm-hmm. right?
0: But then if it's too specific, you just don't want to talk about it all the time, right? So. It's like you know, like you know, guys like uh, like Tom Segura's podcast. Like, what is that about? Like, super funny, super like he and his wife are super funny. But like, can you like they were doing it from the beginning? And you know, arguably Tom Segura and his wife are ninety nine percent funnier than the average person tries to podcast. And maybe they can do it. Podcast. Mm -hmm. This is sort of like us being funny. But it seems like if you want to break in now, either you got to be able to like you know. Launch off somebody super famous, or you got to find like some kind of a hook. Although mm-hmm. I don't know that I've really like what podcasts that are really big have a really great hook. Like Rogan's podcast is just I'm awesome. Yeah, and I interview Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's like okay, like that's great.
3: I know the only podcasts that I legitimately listen to that aren't like narrative or story based are yeah like Joe Rogan and Mark because <laughs> they get good guests.
0: Like yeah, 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 they just get great guests and they're really interesting guys, so it's fun to hear them talk. Exactly, you know? but it's like. It's not like, uh, like no one's come up with the like the super like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh. Yeah.
2: You know, at least none that's really worked. I, I feel like everything that's good like that is like an NPR podcast or something. And they've been doing this yeah. for years. They just like are on a different platform, but basically doing the same thing. And I don't even know. I mean, I, it's national public radio, so I don't know like if, that their hosts are like swimming in it.
0: No, I'm sure they're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's like Ari Greenberg and like one other guy makes fun here.
3: Have you, you haven't spoken to any non-Jews on your, oh yeah, maybe you have Sean Patton. Yeah, and
0: Sean Patton, who is dating a Jewish woman. Oh, they're so very funny. About, He's very
3: funny.
0: Yeah, very funny guy. Uh, but so this is what I was going to tell you. So yes, our podcast is a great name. Jews control the media. The problem is that puts you in the crosshairs of like, like the YouTube algorithm where they're like, are you guys a hate podcast? Oh, shit. You know? oh I and, see. And so... So I put up a clip with Sean Patton, just literally talk about how much he loves Jewish food. And like in the middle of it, he's talking about the first Hanukkah he went to. And, you know, we make some like joke about like, oh, OK, so you got to learn about the ceremonial horn carving, and you know, <laughs> just some like stupid joke like that. I don't know if that's why that that episode got taken down or that clip got taken down for uh, violating the hate speech policy. And I'm just like,
3: what? They don't even like scan it for real though. Oh. Like, I had a. Unfortunately, I'm on TikTok because I think I'm 18. Because you love to dance. I, I literally <laughs> she do. Does love to dance. Um, I do. It's so so sad. But yeah, they they've removed like tons of videos for me because i've like said the word bitch in association with like the podcast or something like that and it's like that's not bullying i'm talking about myself being a jappy bitch like i'm not talking about somebody else they're worried about your well-being yeah no they're not
0: and they're like we don't like you we don't like you talking about yourself you <laughs> need to feel better about yourself
3: i know maybe it's just like the amount of free palestine comments that i get and they're just like we gotta take this <laughs>
0: uh, yeah we've had a couple of them get yanked on that but then i see other people who are like comment negative shit about us and i'll go to their page and i'm like well then how are any of their videos up? right you know so i think it's just kind of an arbitrary thing a couple weeks ago when this you know the whole capital riots and everything instagram went through and just anybody that had stopped the steal in their thing they just erased their account because mm. my fr- jake who co hosts the podcast he went down to a stop the steal rally and just sort of filmed it like as like a man in the street kind of thing yeah. and they had deleted his account oh, wha- oh wow God. yeah they're casting a white luckily he only had like Yeah, he only had like 2,400 followers, but still, I mean, it was kind of hurt, you
2: know? No due diligence there. We haven't got, I was expecting, and maybe this is my ego, I was expecting more like hate mail or like anti-Semitic like comments or something, but we haven't really gotten any of that. Except for that one, well-
3: that one time we did like a Jewish game show and no one was anti-Semitic towards us, but people were like, oh, their vocal fry is disgusting. Like they sound so Jewish. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> But that was Jews being like, yeah. mean to Jews. So that's different. I know, it was weird. That's part of Still your Jew crime. Yeah. Well,
0: I'll tell you, if you want to get some hate, tag your videos with Farrakhan.
2: Okay. We got to try that.
0: Because when I, I was tagging ours with Farrakhan and it was getting a lot of attention and so much so that I put one of them on my channel and these fuckers just went through all my videos and started giving them thumbs down. So like this oh, random God. stand-up from like three years ago. And I was like 28%. You know? oh, and so I took it off my channel, but like, yeah, those dudes, it's like a dog whistle. Like you put like little terms in there and then they started coming at me with comments of like, you know, things I didn't even know what they meant. They're like, I had to look Google. What is this term that they're calling me and shit? But as soon as I got rid of that, then all of a sudden the bad comments stopped, but also a lot of the views stopped. So it's kind of a, it's kind of bittersweet. <laughs>
2: you can't have it all. As I like,
0: to say. yeah, you, you just cannot have it all.
2: Mo, thank you so. I feel like we've taken so much of your time. Thank you for chatting with us. We have to stop saying that. Like yes, well, we have taken his time, but this was fun. It's not like we're I had like had I know, of, I, like I had nothing to do longer than an hour. I, I start to feel bad. I feel like people their butts start. People have lives. I get it. I get it.
3: Um. So yeah, do you feel it's good a about it? Pleasure.
0: I feel really. I feel really good about okay, it. That's okay.
3: awesome.
2: You can find him on Instagram at The TheRealMomandell and on Twitter at Momandell. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review us. If you want to support our show financially, go to anchor.fm slash us slash support. Or just DM one of us and ask us how to donate money. Or honestly, you could just Venmo. Name. It's Jessica dollin one on Venmo or jc even one dollar can make a difference okay follow us on insta at pray for us pod and if you feel like it send us a note at prayforuspod at gmail.com
3: this podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only josh fisher Yay,
2: josh. we love you josh